Welcome to Tice Talks with Dr. David Tice. Today we are on episode number 27. It is titled Pursuing Your Wife's Heart. And I think, Dr. Tice, today we're just going to let you introduce your own guest. Yes, How I'll does do that. that. Sound? Okay. It is so good to be uh, here again. Uh, we are, I have in my office or in the uh, studio. This is my office. Calm your down. your office, that's right. <laughs> I have in your studio, in your office, I have my daughter, Charity. And uh, since we're talking about uh, how to love your wife or pursue your wife's heart, uh, I thought it would be important not just to get my perspective, since I'm just a man, um, uh, it would be important to get the <laughs> perspective of somebody who wants, uh, who knows what it you mean is you're not to be gonna a tell wife. You tell me what a woman wants? No, Dad? I'm not going to do that. There's a couple <laughs> movies out about that, from what I understand. I'm not sure those would be biblically accurate, but uh, but I was I was thinking about this, so it's good to have Charity Berkey with us um, this morning, and so tell I, I want you to tell us after I list some of the things that um, I'm going to say I want you to tell us from from a wife's perspective from a, a wife who is in ministry uh, a, a wife whose husband is in ministry um, and then just as a wife in general what is it that a man can do to express to his wife how much he loves her uh, yeah, this is so, so important for you if you're a, a pastor or a, a Christian leader uh, or uh, a Christian layman of any sort. The truth of the matter is we need to understand that our number one ministry in life is our ministry to our spouse. Your ministry to your uh, to your wife is absolutely the most important ministry that you have. Uh, your number one disciple is your wife. The Bible tells us in in First Timothy chapter three that if a man doesn't know how to rule his own house well, uh, having his children in subjection, if a man doesn't know how to to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? He uh, a man is supposed to love his wife the way Christ loved the church, and um, so men, I hope you'll listen to this uh, today and give heed to this. Because, again, if you're not ministering to your wife, you're not ministering. Um, she, needs your, she needs your love. Uh, she has given herself totally and completely to you to be your helpmeet. And you need to think about her needs above anyone else. So um, as we're doing family life conferences, I think it's so important uh, the, that we talk about um, the way a man should treat a woman. So, and you're so, doing family life conferences. You're, um, you have your southern tour coming up, right? Your winter tour in the south. That's exactly right. In fact, in uh, uh, the dates for uh, we're going to be in Tampa, Florida, mm -hmm, with, with the Jups, with the Jups on at, January 29th through 31st yes. for a family life conference. Is the name their, What's the name of their church? Their church is Grace Baptist Church of Tampa, Florida. So they could go online. They can contact the church, and anybody are welcome to these Family Life Conferences. So just get in contact with the church, see what the times are and the details. But you can also go to davidtice.com, and if you, um, it'll show you show the schedule of your upcoming winter tour. So it'll also be updated soon. That's going to be showing your spring tour as well and your summer tour. Okay, so we're going to be we're going to be in 
Tampa, Florida. We're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to be down in two different cities in Texas, and you can get all that information. Pensacola, Florida. And we're going to be Pensacola, Florida as well. So um, we I encourage you to, to find out uh, where we're going to be and be part and of that. And if you're able to go to those, make sure you go up and talk to uh, Pastor Tice, talk to my dad, and tell him, hey, you know, I've been listening to you on your podcast. Tell him which ones that you like best and tell him which ones that you want to hear more about. We would love to hear back from you. Yeah, that'd be great. So wives need to know that their husbands love them. Let me write, let me tell you some of the things I wrote down and then you tell me the truth. Hey, I on, I know <laughs> that a lot of what you write, that what you've written down is good stuff. And I know it's what, because you guys have done counseling with men and women for the last 40 years. Yes. So. Well, well, number one, here's what I said. I said that, that, um, a wife wants her husband to listen to her. What'd I, you say? <laughs> <laughs> that's a typical man's response, and that's the truth. Yeah, she, absolutely. So often, and, and I can, this can go vice versa, too. You can be doing something on your phone and be so merged in it, and your husband's trying to talk to you, and you're doing whatever you're doing, and then you're like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. But how often does the husband sit and watch a football game or whatever it is he's into and the wife is just trying to get tell you, hey, it might be her mundane Monday that she's trying to tell you. But she really wants to talk to somebody over the age of four. And you're that person. <laughs> my wife has a tendency to grab my face and turn it towards her and say, look in my eyes so he's that I'm not pay attention. And I have. <laughs> I have preacher friends who mock me and say, David, look in my ice. <laughs> because they, uh, they've watched my wife grab me. And uh, so I don't mind doing that because then I get to get But that. you do. Sometimes you just need to be reminded, oh, yeah, I'm not paying attention. That's, I do need to pay attention. This person is the most important person in my life. That's exactly right. I'm, my mind runs 100 miles an hour doing 100 different things. And uh, so uh, very important that you listen to her. Number two, she wants to, you to be genuinely interested in her concerns. Oh, absolutely. I, whether it's my garbage disposal has not been working for the last two weeks, honey, or or my washing machine, you have no underwear because you didn't hear that the last two weeks we do not have a working washing machine. I remember many years ago I said to my wife, she she said, she said to me, I mean th this is like thirty years ago. She said, David, we're out of soap. I said, I don't want to hear about we're I out of soap. Story. I do not want to hear that we're out of soap. I don't want to hear we're out of anything. And so she said, okay. So she didn't tell me. She didn't tell me for like a week. And I said, honey, where's the clothes? She said, you said you did not want to hear we're out of soap. <laughs> and, and so he learned real quick. She didn't have to nag. She it. didn't have to yell and scream. She didn't have to. All she had to do. Okay. But if you listen to her genuine concern, we have soap. It's not like she's so excited to go buy soap <laughs> and she's spending all your money on soap. No, she just needs the things provided for her so she can live her normal everyday life. Yes, so she, she, has, she has genuine day-by-day -day concerns. Beyond yes. that, beyond that she, she, uh, I find this to be true about my wife. 
she really cares about family. She really cares when some when somebody says, "Oh, um, they're they're hurt. A, a family member got hurt. Something happened." I'll stop and I'll pray. I'll say, "Lord, I pray you'll take care of that, and uh, I pray you'll heal that." And then I go on. I'm not thinking about it, but but my wife has a concern about those people and wants to know, and she wants to follow up on questions. And and she wants me to listen to her about the concerns. Not even sometimes not come, trying to fix the problem. Yeah, not not no Just solution. Please hear everything that I have to say and what I feel about the situation. It could be like for young moms, like oh, I don't see our kid going in the right direction, and the husband's like he's four, and he he'll be fine. <laughs> but the mom might see no, it's a character flaw. If he keeps this going, and if he he allows her to just communicate her thoughts and feelings and not just allows her, but genuinely listens to her. So then two years from now when she brings it up and she's like, remember, I saw this coming. Look what he does here. Look what he does here. Do you remember my concerns? But like how you said you stopped and prayed about it. That's huge. Remember, honey, we prayed about this. And I see it's still emerging. Is there something else we can do along with prayer to work on this together? And when you do that, when you actually are concerned, you you might you might easily forget whatever the wife was concerned about. But showing that you're going to pray for him and not interrupting everything, say, "Oh, it's no big deal." That's huge. It's such a big help. Yeah, and that's true not just about family, but about the concerns that you have about the. Culture. Oh yeah, the government. Whatever things yeah. happen in society. Yeah. Friends. What's happening with friends? That, Absolutely. Uh, I had a man say to me one time. He said, "I have a. My friends are are miles and miles wide. My my friendship relationships are miles and miles wide, and about a half an inch deep. Hmm. And uh, and he said, I really have to work at being deep. But a woman by nature. Uh, has a genu- has genuine concerns for friends and culture and family, and I think that's, that's very good. very important. So, number three, I said this that she wants you to adore her. And uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that idea, and I think it's so funny. Like as a woman, you think, of course, of course, I have to tell my husband sometimes, <laughs> and he's wonderful. But I'll say. Why do I? Why do you think I ask you to watch Hallmark movies with me? I want you to kiss me like that. <laughs> That's the way I want to be kissed. Do you see that? Do you see how he's being so gentle and that's adoring? That's what. It, look at my eyes like that. Like you've never looked into my eyes before. <laughs> but that goes with communication and saying, "Hey, this is how I want to be adored." A husband a lot of time, doesn't it? He's like, I don't know what you... I bought her all the things that I'm supposed to buy her. I did the stuff. I threw the card at her. She got everything that she needs. But looking at her and saying, that's a beautiful dress. And look, my man, look at the way you... Absolutely. I really like that. I, I One of my favorite Noticing stories. Noticing her. Like, oh, she did so. Oh, you look pretty. You put on mascara today or whatever. Yes. Pastor, uh, or my, 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 my mentor, Sumner Wimp, your grandpa said uh said uh, my again one of my favorite stories is how uh, we got out of, he was 76 years old she was 76 years old they got out of the car one day and he said to me he pulled me back about five feet six feet from 
her where she could hear what he was having to say. And we were walking behind my wife and his wife, and he said, Dave, he said, i got to ask you a question. I said, what's that? He said, have you ever seen a pair of legs on a 76-year-old lady that looked that good? And she said, she <laughs> she put her hand behind her and waved and said, stop it. And I, and, uh, I thought, <laughs> oh, she's not saying stop it. She's saying keep it up, buddy. Keep telling keep me how, how sexy I am, That's even right. though I'm 76 years old. <laughs> yeah. Because they want to keep hearing it. Yeah. So I would, uh, I would say that. Number, number four, the, the next thing I put on here is that she wants your respect. She wants to. Oh, you- yes. We all, a lot of times they'll say love and respect. Um, like there's an excellent book out there about love and respect. Um, and it's directed towards love and respect. <laughs> but it's, and it's always saying that the husband needs respect, which he absolutely does. But it's it. The wife wants respected too. Absolutely, she wants to be respected in the way. I think it might be a little bit of a different level, though, where you, I am respecting you by purposefully looking the other way when I see women that are that may put something wrong into my mind. I want I want that kind of respect. You know, he doesn't have to be like, oh, honor. Let me honor my wife. That is honoring me. By saying, when I see, when we drive down the strip and he purposefully looks at a different different direction, when I can trust his heart that he is purposefully directing his heart away from temptation, that is a huge, that makes me feel so respected instead of, oh, I have to compete with that. Oh, I have to, I have to be like that. Or walking get... away from an aggressive woman. Oh, absolutely. Um, mom. <laughs> Mom, mom has always said to our my brothers all go, growing up, you run from those aggressive women. You run from them when they would go to when they went to work at camp. They'd say anytime there is because there are there's teenage girls and there's college girls and girls all your life that they're just very aggressively wanting the attention of men. And when a man even though he might want to give the attention to purposefully choose to walk by the Spirit and purposefully to turn away when there's any kind of temptation, it gives respect to me as a wife. It gives respect to all women everywhere. We have my wife has my permission anytime that uh, a woman is getting up in my face in the middle in a conversation. It could be a church. It could be any place to walk up and step in between us, uh, me and that woman, then give me the opportunity to, to step flee. away. I like this. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of times that um, you see you see a pastor fall, you hear about immorality in the church and different things. A lot of times that first step is when a congregate, a woman comes and just needs help and counsel and comes and needs to be alone and she gives that adoration to that to that pastor and he's helped her through and so many times we have heard you guys were always very open about the stories of of people we know people who we love um people that we don't know saying hey look this is what happened you know Right after the service, this woman kept, would come up every time and just give the husband a hug and say, and give the, I'm sorry, not her husband, give the pastor a hug and say, 
oh, this is just everything I needed today. Thank you so much. And when that happens, on looking to be like, oh, she's just saying thanks. So just being, you have to be guarded. And when a husband is guarded, it shows so much respect, not only to the wife, but it shows respect to the aggressive woman. It's saying, look, I respect you enough to treat you like a lady, even though you are not acting like a lady. So giving respect is huge, but I, I look at it in a, uh, a different manner than what a lot of times, you know, like men want respected in their decision. Oh, I made this decision. Okay, sure. Let's do that decision. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? So I think respecting women might be a little bit, um, a little d- bit deeper even. Well, Yes, and I think I think though too, just respecting your opinion. When oh somebody, yeah, you don't want to be just brushed off. <laughs> yeah, so she says I. I well, I don't think th- you may want to really rethink that, or you may. I'm I'm not sure that's a good thing. Or you're talking about politics, or you're talking about the Bible, and you're talking about things, and and she expresses you need to listen to what she has to say and show her that you respect her opinion. I have a a, a terrible tendency to interrupt my wife. <clears throat> to interrupt my wife when she's telling a story, I interrupt her to finish the story or to correct her. And and uh, I think that's, that's hereditary. That's <laughs> that's that's something that shouldn't take place. So let me give you the next one. She wants you to touch her without sensual uh, intent. I wrote down here: rub her feet, rub her back, and kiss her good goodbye. Absolutely, but I also think. It de- it depends on the relationship. She also wants you to touch her, to be like, hey, I want you and I want only you. Mm-hmm. So, but absolutely. Do I want to have my feet rubbed? Oh, yeah. And then I can fall asleep? Absolutely. Without being woken up after my feet have been rubbed? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it is. It depends on the relationship but and different people's love languages. But yes, do you want your shoulders rubbed and touched and not just, oh, okay, this is all you want me for. Yeah, okay. And then I put that down here that she wants to enjoy life with you. She wants to be your best friend. Yeah. And if she doesn't want to be your best friend, you put within the desire for her to want to be your best friend. You, you fight to be her best friend. You do. You find out what she likes you do whatever my husband does. He watches the stupid when calls the heart. I think they're stupid, but I love them. He will watch them with me. He pursues after me as his friend. He wants me to enjoy. He wants to enjoy what I enjoy. Neil is really good about that. He tries to find out what you want, and then he he uh, tries to surprise you. I'm taking you here. Oh yes. I'm taking you there. I'm gonna. We're gonna do this. He'll come in and tell me I'm I'm doing this for my uh, for charity and I, uh, uh, I don't tell her about it because I'm going to surprise her by taking her there and I think man what a good guy yeah, just the fact he, that he he, he really desires to be that friend not just because it, it does not happen automatically why because I have more in common with Crystal I can sit and talk to Crystal till two in the morning about stuff. Then that's right. That's right. <laughs> but that's why, because as women, we have common bonds. We think more alike. We have so you have to chase after that friendship. 
Yep. Oh, that's great. So those are those are the things that I thought. What about you? Okay, I just put a, just a couple practical things because we're going to end within the next three to four minutes. So just a couple things. Um, she really wants you to participate in the housework and not participate as in like that gets the participation trophy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> She wants you to participate without being asked, not just, oh, can you do the dishes? Oh, yeah, yeah, I just did the dishes yesterday morning, the whole passive aggressive, you know. Oh, yeah. Or I, or you purposefully mop the floor, but it's like, uh, did you see I mopped the floor? <laughs> of course, the, the wife should be praising the husband when he does do the things around the house and do just like the husband should look at the wife. There's a excellent book out by Kevin Lehman called Sex Begins in the Kitchen, and it's telling husbands, you get in the kitchen, you mop the floor, you cook, you clean up after you cook, you do these things, you participate, not trying to manipulate your wife into getting what you want. He's saying when you participate in her everyday life, then she will want to participate in the things that you want. Okay, and this is this is time to end this uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is that's... getting this is getting very convicting, <laughs> and uh, but it so, does so participating. Crystal, aren't we running out of time here? Can't you help? We me? are actually running out of time, but uh, you know, Charity, my Do you friend, want to hear these last two? Making some <laughs> very good points, I think. <laughs> I think it's so so yeah. important that a man realizes that when he gets home, his number one real his, his number one priority is now to minister to his wife. Yes. It's interesting that Jesus said this. He said, "I'm going to prepare a place for you, and when if I go to prepare a place for you, I'm I will come again and receive you unto myself." So Jesus, the husband, is coming back to receive us unto himself when we get to heaven. When we get to heaven, then the Bible tells us he's going to sit us down at the marriage supper of the Lamb, and, and he's he, going to serve us. Serves the wife. Isn't that wow. amazing? So, so the the what illustration there, and I'm cutting my own throat by saying this, but the <laughs> but the illustration there is that the husband's out working, preparing for the wife all day. He comes home not expecting the wife to serve him, but he comes home expecting to serve the wife. Wow. That's so good. But yes, absolutely. To to participate in that. Participate in loving and rearing the children. You know, um, and wives need to give their husbands break, especially if they're breastfeeding. The husband can't do anything in the middle of the night. You know, husband can wake up. I, I know a wonderful couple, Dave and Bethley Young. He, with every baby, she would nurse the baby in the middle of the night and then pass the baby off to him to burp the baby and put the baby to sleep. It is that convicting, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but how, I mean, that's amazing. And then still go and do, now they had different lifestyle. They're in evangelism and he might not have to be at some place at 7.30 a.m. Like, you know, a regular eight to five kind of a job. But what an incredible bond that would bring to a wife who's in tears after being up for the last four months and can't get that baby to sleep, that the husband says, hey, let me let me do anything I can. But not just in that, but loving and playing, coming home. My kids do ride the bull. They say, do we get to ride the bull tonight? And my husband literally gets on the ground and they jump on his back and he flings them off. I have to go to another room because... It scares me to death that somebody's body is going to be broken. (laughs) 
And so I purposefully go downstairs. I want him to do this. I want to. But I also don't want to be like, ah, ah, what are you doing? Ah, my baby's going to be, ah, she's only four, honey. You know, but he's, he, and it's, it is so neat to see them, though, coming home. He comes home after he's exhausted, coming home and letting the kids ride on his back, fling him, r- riding the bull. And they love it. And it brings a bond. Um, the third thing I think would you know, just to uh, let add, me let me okay. tell you this. I think you are good at this. I think uh, Mom was good at this. Faith told me the other day that what they do with, when the kids come home is they have to the kids run to get the first kiss. It's the, a competition. It's a competition yeah. to run to get the first kiss. So it's but don't don't give it all away though because you're you're getting into our next episode. Oh, okay. Well, then we won't do that. All oh, right, that's all right. right. <laughs> We don't want okay, no, we won't do that. Okay. Let me give him the last two. Remember that we are hormonal and we need forgiveness. <laughs> I don't do you really think that's true? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we don't need to hear when we're upset and we're talking about something. We don't need to hear. Oh. Oh. And looking at the watch and being like, Oh, it's been about three weeks, huh, honey? Almost four weeks. We don't need to hear that. <laughs> We need you to remember we are hormonal and we need forgiveness and that's okay and work with us. On so what that. should we do? Um there are certain you should James Dobson says you walk away and do nothing. <laughs> he says you can do nothing. You just love he said that specifically when you have a woman going through menopause with a teenage daughter in the house. He says you walk away and shut the door. <laughs> That's what he suggests. That's but, a wise man. Yeah, That's a wise man. He says it's man. not something you can. Um, but what you can do. And you do, don't. You don't think your wife is crazy, and you don't do stupid things like ri- criticize her and run her down and say. I mean, I now I just very seriously want to say this. I, I've I've met and been with preachers. I'm with men who say my wife. They have absolutely no compassion for what their wife is going through, yeah. and uh, and and you don't take the the side of your teenage daughter. Yes, uh, because you do that, you're you're cutting your throat you're and you're, cause you're division killing between two people that need to be bonded. That's together. exactly right. Your wife needs your understanding, and more so than your daughter does. Yes. And so don't... So, but that's where it goes. I feel like where we need forgiveness. Like, and you don't have to say, I forgive you, honey, for acting the way you did three days ago. Just forgive in your heart. <laughs> I mean, just, just know. I know there's times I've said things and I'm like, why am I so angry? And then I realize why I'm so angry. And then I'm like, look, I'm so sorry. Um, just for women... Uh, husbands, don't tell your wife, hey, there's a great app out there. There are excellent apps that help um, track your cycles. So then it helps you realize and be prepared um, what's going on. If you read um, James Dobson's book called Bringing Up Girls, he gives um, some excellent um, illustrations about where your life, your monthly cycle is, when, when you're happy, when you're getting into a drab part of your life. So for women, the app is very helpful because it helps you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you as you are experiencing these hormonal changes and when to ask specifically when you re- need to realize, hey, um, 
I'm going to, I might be on edge tomorrow, next week. I need to prepare myself with all of the things else that, that are going to be going on in my life. So the fourth thing I would say is know her love language. And we did, we can back in, I think, podcasts, probably 12, 13, 14. You go back in the back and see. But we did podcasts on knowing love languages and um, fulfilling them. Now, husbands, you can go onto Gary Chapman's love language um, websites and you can take tests that take like five to ten minutes to find out your love language. Don't go on and find out your love language. Ask your wife, I want to know your love language. Will you fill this out? Then she'll fill it out and tell you what her love language is. No doubt in my mind, she'll say, well, aren't you going to do it? And then you do it. But don't go on like, oh, I want to know about myself. Oh, you know what I like? I like gifts, honey. That's my love language. No, when you find out your wife's love language, then fulfill her love language. I have all five love languages. They're all extremely high. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that's the case. (laughs) I believe that's the case, raising you as a daughter. Well, listen, and thank you so much. You got you got the perspective of a man who's done some counseling for years, but you got the perspective of a godly wife and mother, and I hope that that has been a, a help to you. Crystal, what's the next? Uh, yeah, uh, so for any guys that were getting a little too nervous there in today's podcast, don't worry. Next time, episode 28 is the flip of this. It's pursuing your husband's heart. So today was pursuing your wife. And next that's time, pursuing Matt, your husband. correct? I believe it is Pastor Matt. I think Brianna's going to be in on that, too, as I well. I think she so. might be. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, so that'll be a great thing. Well, Hey, before we go, though, um, can you real quickly talk about a new resource that has recently come out that you wrote? Oh, that's right. We have a new resource. It's called Thrive. In uh, your prayer life. Thrive in your prayer life. A, a, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I started doing daily devotionals and uh, started posting some of those online, and people started saying, can we get this in a book? Can we get this? Can we get this? And so uh, what we did was we put a collection of them together. There's three different subject matters. The first one is thriving in your prayer life. The second one is thrive in your family and then thrive in your evangelism. And so all of those are coming. And then there's one for thriving in Christmas or something about Christmas. Yeah, well, we'll have a Christmas special that's just a 30-day devotional that teaches you how you can teach your children that Christmas is all about Jesus Christ. From Kris Kringle, Santa Claus, to the star on the tree, to the actual tree. And it's an excellent, that I think is going to be one of my favorite resources that comes out that I will use with my kids Every day during the month of December. But this book, you can get now. Those are all coming. The first one. The first one, Thrive in Your Prayer Life. It is a 90-day devotional guide. You can go to davidtice.com. It's $10 and $3 for shipping. You can go today. Go to davidtice.com. It's a 90-day. Each devotional is just on one page. It's a simple, easy read. You're going to love it. It's going to challenge you to pray. It's going to help you to thrive in your prayer life. So there's our advertisement for well thriving done. your prayer life. I'll okay. tell you what, I've read it, and I think it's great. <laughs> I I also have read it. Have you read it, Charity? Uh, multiple times. Oh, <laughs> hey, look at that. We all agree that this is a great resource, and you should go get that for you and your family. Excellent gift. At DaveTice.com. And then we have another great resource coming up here at our church, Charity. Do you want to tell us about 
uh, that event? Sure. It's February 5th and 6th, and you're not going to want to miss that if you're in or around the Las Vegas Valley. We are having Rusty Smith come. He is going to be teaching at our Super Couples Refresher. See what we did there? It's Super Bowl weekend, Super Super Couples couples Refresher. Um, So register by calling our church at 702-647-4522, or you can go directly to our website, experienceliberty.com, and you can register there. It's only $40 a couple. Only $40 a couple? That's That's $20 a person. That's exactly right, and it's two days, so... And you're going to have a tremendous speaker because Rusty Smith has been married now for 37 years, pastoring in Georgia, same church, and God has used him in a tremendous way. His kids grew up serving the Lord. He is a great, great authority on how to have a good relationship with your spouse. Now, what if you say, oh, I want to come to this, but I have kids. What do I do? Okay, this is what our our church is offering. It's incredible. So you can have two days of babysitting for all of your children. Doesn't matter if you have one child or so five ten children. Child, ten children. Ten children. Your neighbor. <laughs> your Actually, no neighbors. <laughs> no neighbors' kids can come. But your kids will be in a safe environment, and it doesn't matter how many you have, the cost for child care is $20 total. Total, total. So for $60, your whole family can come for two whole days, get an awesome conference with a great speaker. Husbands, what does your wife want? She wants you to take her to the super couples if for no other reason than so that the children can be watched Amen. for $20 for two, for two days. So make sure you sign up. Go to experienceliberty.com or contact us via phone. And that's all the time we have left for today. Don't forget, next time, episode 28 is going to be pursuing your husband's heart. Remember, this is Tice Talks, and it's more than a conversation.